April 4th, 2019. I'm Ron. And I'm Avi. And this is Accent Insights. Thank you for joining us. We're going to dive right in today talking about some of the exciting new properties on the market in Brookline this week. There are two single families in particular we want to talk about, 54 Blake Road and 47 Brook Street. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be a little confusing because they're both B streets and the pricing is the same, but both very nice properties, but very different feels. That's right. 54 Blake Road, that's on Aspenwall Hill. It's listed just under $2.2 million. It's just shy of 3,000 square feet, has five bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms, a garage, a nice backyard. Uh, 47 Brook Street is listed $2.15 million, and it, it's listed with 3,228 square feet, five bedrooms, two full and two half baths. Right. These are great examples of of two houses where square footage doesn't tell the full story. Because if you just look at the numbers, um, 54 Blake Road is just under 3,000 square feet. And 47 Brook Street is, you know, over. It's 3,200 square feet. Um, But they don't feel that way. They certainly don't. 54 Blake Road feels much larger. It feels more spacious. Part of it, you know, on Aspenwall Hill, the houses are a little bit further apart. It feels a little bit more suburban. But we should also note there are differences in how square feet is measured. And it's really only a directional thing anyway. It is. It only gives you a general sense. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> there are lots of features in the house that are going to are gonna trade against the raw numbers. So for example, Brook Street is in that Brookline Village area that everyone loves. It's very charming. It's very convenient. It's a sweet neighborhood, but the houses are more densely packed. They are sort of narrower and taller. And you'll feel it in that house in places like the staircase, which is going to be a narrower staircase. And it's just going to feel like a little bit tighter situation. Blake Road, as as Avi mentioned, is a, you know, the neighborhood is more spread out. Um, So you're going to have a little bit more of a grand feeling to it, you know, and, and that house just somehow feels bigger. Something I really loved about 54 Blake Road, the one on Aspenwall Hill, is how the kitchen really opens up to the backyard and uses that outside space almost as an extension of the house. So you exit right through the kitchen to uh, a back patio and to the backyard, and it, and, it, and it really feels connected. It does. And it, I mean, it also, that kitchen, this is, at its heart, it's a, it's a standard center entrance colonial that you see a lot of. But over time, this house has been modified in some very nice ways. So off the kitchen, it, it was expanded back and you have this lovely Eden area, which could also be used as a family room. And then, as you say, it connects very nicely to the backyard. The backyard does slope up. It is terraced, but it's still very pleasant and it's, it's lovely landscaping. So really, it's a very, it's a very pleasant home. This kitchen was done in 2000, according to the agent. Uh, so not brand new, but it has a nice newish feel to it. It has a country kitchen kind of cabinet and the, uh, has granite countertops and stainless appliances. It's held up very nicely. And in general, this house is just very well maintained. It's beautifully painted. It's very stylishly decorated. It feels really sweet as you walk through it. It's a nice house to think about raising a family in. Yes. And, and you know, as, as you go through it's worth noting, as Ron said, it's, it's on a hill. It's on Aspenwall Hill. So you have to factor that in. But one nice aspect of that is that from the kitchen window, you, you can really watch whoever's in the backyard very easily. Yeah. Uh, right out the window. Uh, Brook Street, the, the one in Brookline Village, that one also has a backyard. It's a little bit smaller than the one on Blake Road. But it also, it's a nice flat piece of grass. And actually, it's, if you go visit, it's worth going behind the house to see it because it is bigger when you're outside than it appears from just looking through on the kitchen. 
Yeah, and again, this is this is a it's it's a lovely house, and it's very standard feel for that neighborhood. Here, the kitchen has a little bit of an older feel to it. Not, it's not old. It's very nice, uh, but doesn't feel quite as fresh as the one on Blake Road. And uh, and again, the house is sort of a taller, narrower feel to it. Very different neighborhood. That that Blake Road house is going to feel more suburban, um, although very close to the high school, very close to the tea, close to the pool. So you're not out of it, but you're probably not walking to the store for bread and milk. Um, on Brook Street, you are right in the heart of Brookline Village, and people really love that. I think that's the, the great thing about Brookline. Uh, there's such a, this mix of suburban-urban, uh, and each of these two houses, they're both single-family houses, but they have different ratios of that suburban-urban mix. I think that's right. Um, Although, so having said that, I think as a, as a wrap up, we've discussed this and they're both priced right at the same price, more or less 2.195 for Blake, 2.15. And I think Avi, when we talked about this, we think what Blake Road underpriced? Blake Road underpriced. Uh, we're predicting that to go somewhere between 2.3 and 2.5, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, based on just what's been happening on Aspenwall Hill in the past few weeks, I'm edging more towards that 2.5 number. Yeah, I agree with you. I think someone's going to walk in there and just fall in love and say, I can bring my toothbrush, I can bring my family, and I'm here. Um, Brook Street, I think we think it's right priced. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, so, yeah, expect it to go between that 2.1 and 2.2. Um, it's a great house. It's a great neighborhood. And, it, it, and they will appeal. There will be overlap in buyers who are going to come see them. And there are going to be some people who prefer one and some people who prefer the other. Now let, let's move on. Um, 80 Summit Ave. This is a condo, half a house. It was a Wilder and Chavez renovation in uh, 2010. Uh, it's a three-bedroom, 2010 square feet for, for just under $1.6 million. Yeah. Uh, lovely, lovely house. Beautiful finishes. Very nice feel to it. You come up the stairs and you're in an open floor plan, kitchen, living, dining area. And then you go up one more flight and you get to bedrooms. I think there are a couple of striking things about this one. Um, one is it has a glass wall coming up the stairs, uh, separating the stairs from the uh, living room area. That's very unusual and it's super modern feeling. Some people are, are going to love, love, love it. And some people are going to have a hard time with it, I think. And then the other thing is I, I sort of felt that I expected another room on the main floor. It's interesting. You know, the other unit uh, in this house, 82 Summit Ave, sold just last summer. Uh, last July, it sold for less than this. I think it was in the one fours. Um, but that one did have an extra room because it had the finished lower level. That unit also had the garage spot, whereas this unit only has outdoor parking. So it'll be interesting to watch in terms of the price that that one was lower priced, had the garage, and uh, was just just last summer. But this is a lovely place with great views of the city. Right. I think that's, you know, it's going to be hard for a buyer to walk around and not kind of stop and stare at the at the skyline. It's stunning. The light comes in great up there. It really, it really is very nice. The one thing that might be problematic to people is on the third floor where the bedrooms are. Um, you do have some eaved space. You have some roof line encroaching into the space up there. It is the only bedroom space you have in that house. So um, some people might not love that, but, you know, and compared to, you know, at its price range, I think, I think you're right, Avi, compared to the one downstairs, it might seem like the price is a little bit high, but compared to some other things that we're seeing on the market right now, it actually compares pretty favorably. Exactly. So 80 Summit Ave, 
1.6, like we said. Another house on the market this week, same price, just under 1.6, 70 Marshall Street. So Coolidge Corner, this is a floor through, uh, you know, traditional brownstone layout. And the downstairs is just on the market, I think two weeks ago, it was, uh, was 70 Marshall Street, unit two, uh, was on the market for 1.7. And that one was gorgeous. This one is similar, uh, you know, close to 2,500 square feet for 1.6. Right. So, and, and I think we both agreed that the one downstairs is lovely, lovely, great feel, grand and beautifully maintained. This one, if you've seen that one is, is going to be a little bit of a disappointment. It's, it is not up to the same level of, of having been maintained and, and updated. Um, so this one at 1.6, when you compare it to Summit, doesn't feel that great, even though a lot of gross square footage almost 2,500 square feet. Some of that is lost to big open foyer areas and hallways and, and things like that, but it gives it a grand feel. But you'll see, especially if you've seen the one downstairs, what a difference it makes, you know, the paint, the condition, all of that, just in how you feel about the home. I mean, and, and then of course, there's another one on the market in a similar price range, same price range, is which is 79 St. Paul which certainly is closer to Summit than Marshall. And in comparison, in terms of distance, it's, uh, you know, the still Coolidge Corner, but it's a little bit closer to Longwood. Right. No, I, I meant in, in terms of the condition of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, here you've got a, a, another, it's, it's half a house. This is a Philadelphia style um, and a big grand home, really well-maintained, lovely condition, not brand new, but just beautiful, bring your toothbrush and move in kind of place. Um the configuration is different than Summit. Most of your living is on the main floor with two bedrooms and a bathroom upstairs. And two on the main level. The other difference, Summit, being a newer construction, has the open floor plan, that sort of traditional L that you see in all the uh, open floor plans now. 79 St. Paul, it, it's a more traditional layout. Um, you know, there's a bathroom between the kitchen and the dining room, so you're not really going to turn that into an open living space Um but, you know, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. It has a shared backyard. St. Paul's a busy street. When I was there, I didn't really hear much traffic from inside. And certainly from the backyard, it felt more uh, quieter and peaceful. Right. I think you're right. And and in the house, I was very conscious of trying to listen to the noise from St. Paul. I think it's well insulated. Um, another very nice thing about 79 St. Paul is its proximity to the Lawrence School. It's right around the corner. So first of all, it's a, it's a great park over there. If you've got kids... You can't beat it. Uh, baseball fields, jungle gyms, lots of space in that park. And if you're living in this home, you can send your kids there without them having to cross a single street. Mm. Um, and that's very emancipating. And it's lovely for, for children to have that. So, you know, I think this one and Summit might be confusing to buyers who are looking in that price range and they sort of say, well, you know, Summit is a little bit shinier and more modern and this one is a little more classic. And sometimes people do get confused and that causes some hesitation. Um, you know, there's different tastes for different people. So these are all the considerations that people are going to have to take into account. Um, St. Paul has been on the market for a week already. So we always try and talk about how is the market doing? And it is still a strong market, but maybe not as strong as it was last year. I don't think it's going to last that long, but it, it is notable that it did make it through the weekend without going under. Yeah, I think we were probably a little surprised by that, uh, that, that it did. But it, it's a great house. Yep. All right, let's talk about one more. Let's talk about some new construction, Ron. You know I love new construction. <laughs> 
5659 Perry Street, number one. Um, and this is uh, a new listing, a newer listing, or so it would seem. This is an interesting story. This is a four-unit condo. It's recently completed construction, but it has been on the market for some time. They were trying to sell it during construction and not doing that well. I attributed some of that to the site itself was kind of a mess. Um, it's hard for people to, to imagine things before they're done. I, I never, as a developer, I never sell before it's done because I just feel like people want to see it done and that's how they understand the property. Um, so this one is done now. It's been on the market for, for 23 days uh, as it is. What's interesting, let's do a little inside baseball here. There's four units. So one of them, unit three, sold already. That one sold last year when this was originally finished for just over $1.7 million and $7,000 uh, around that. Uh, unit three and four are similar. Uh, unit one and two are similar. Yep. Unit one is the only one that's listed on the MLS right now, but unit one, two, and four are all available. So developers often will just do this where they'll have one unit on at a time on the MLS, even though all three are available, to manage the days on market. Right. I think that's right. And they, they'll, when this one gets to looking a little stale, they'll pull this one off, put on another one. They'll show you whichever one you want to see. Um, there are two upstairs and there are two downstairs. So this is the first floor basement. It mirrors the other one on the other side. Um, but, you know, as, as Avi said, you can see three out of the four units. And when this one starts to look old, they're going to pull it and they're going to put the other one on and make it a, a new listing. And, and it'll show up on people's MLS screen as a new listing. Yeah. The other sort of inside baseball aspect of this, you know, the listings, if you're looking on you know, whatever consumer site you're looking on, you'll see 56 to 59 Perry Street. The address is actually 56 to 58 Perry Street. So it appears as if these are separate addresses from the old listings, whether that's a typo or part of the strategy, you be the judge. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, I, more interesting from a livability perspective, it's a lovely house. It's, it's beautiful and shiny and new. Um, and if you're interested, you should definitely take a look at it. Ask yourself where you're going to hang your coats. Um, because there are some things when you kind of think about the livability that you know, think about the closet space, think about where your shoes are going to go, where your coats are going to go. There are some questions in my mind about the design. I don't think it's a bad unit. Um, I just think that someone's going to have to think about how they're going to live there. That wraps us up for this week. If you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to discuss, please reach out to us. We're info at accentbrookline.com. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, don't forget to leave your five-star review on iTunes or your preferred podcast syndicator. Until next time. I'm Avi. And I'm Ron. Thank you for listening.